0: Election College episode 230, a special live broadcast from Reclamation Brewing in Butler, Pennsylvania, where we're talking about the history of beer and presidents. So, Ben, um, I'm in Pennsylvania for yeah. like the third weekend in a row. This is kind of strange, but well, it's only the second weekend with me, so. Yeah, yeah. So, the second of the weekends that really matter, right? Right, that's right. And we are sitting here on Main Street in Butler. This is where you have your business.
1: It is. It's not, we're not sitting on Main Street. We're sitting on the side of Main Street. Right, yeah. We're in a building. In a building on, the, on Main Street. <laughs> but yeah, this is my business here, and uh, we're having a live podcast day as part of a rather fine arts festival. And we thought, you know what? We should talk about history. Change it up a little bit. Yeah, history's a good
0: thing, and well, here we are, we're in a pub, so there's beer. Yeah, yeah. there's beer. Go and figure.
1: We're hey. both enjoying a, uh, a nice craft beer, and uh, I'm going to talk about some of our favorite thing, which is history and the presidents, but first, there's some interesting history about Butler.
0: Yeah, so I was driving up and down the valleys of western PA today. And I've done that numerous times, and I've noticed the signs about George Washington. There's this profile right there on a blue sign. It says, George Washington Trail or something like that, 1753. And I'm thinking, what in the world does George Washington have to do with Butler, Pennsylvania? Well, there's quite a history there. Because, well, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Washington had his setbacks. Uh Uh-huh. And some of those setbacks were when he was in the Virginia military and he was he was set with the task of going up to the Ohio territory which this was part of that
1: you may not want to admit it right yeah i mean that's a shame it's a it's a badge of not honor but <laughs> despair or something but think more like ohio river right right
0: so george washington he's told go north young man and he goes up explores some territory because well The French, the Native Americans, and the English. They're all trying to lay claim to this area. And wouldn't you know it, he set forth on this expedition up to Pennsylvania, and he went right through Butler County, Pennsylvania.
1: Right down Main Street, actually. Really? No, I don't know about that for sure. I made that part up.
0: So there's no witness tree or anything like that? No, no. That was one of the most hilarious things about Gettysburg. Oh, I know. This tree saw Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Well, this dirt saw Abraham Lincoln. Chances are George Washington saw this dirt. Right. It's possible. <laughs> it's even plausible. <laughs> wow, possible and plausible.
1: Yeah, but there are actually a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things here in Butler uh, uh, that are historical, but uh, really when you start getting a little bit further south and west, you see a lot more stuff, like the stuff from the Whiskey Rebellion and that kind of history as well.
0: Yeah, so in between the time period that... Our buddy George Washington. We never did come up with a nickname for George Washington. Can you believe that? I can't believe it, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, George, Mr. Washington. Uh huh. Or Dr. Washington, something like that.
1: I don't think it was Dr. Washington.
0: Okay, well, really smart guy, George Washington. Before he got so smart, he was here in Western PA. And then just a couple of years after he was here in Western Pennsylvania, he wrote down a recipe. And that recipe was for small beer. And yes, our first president in 1757 wrote down a recipe for a 30-gallon batch, Batch, I guess you yeah. would call it. I, I don't know. I'm not into the... You're not hip to the lingo. I'm not hip to the lingo. <laughs> so, But he had small beer. Uh, he wrote it down in his notebook and our good buddies, I, actually I don't know anybody there at the New York Public Library, Yeah,
1: they found it a few years back. That's crazy. Uh, so, th- it's also crazy because if you know anything about beer and you're listening, uh, the, the instructions were to take a large shifter full of bran hops to your taste and boil for about three hours. Well, <laughs> that, that's nothing like the start of, of a brew now, uh, at least like most modern brewers do it. So. Uh, there's certainly some boiling and some, some brand, but uh, there's not um, for three hours. No. So, but that's just cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: He did say that men, women, and children, they would all benefit from the recipe. Yeah. And I wouldn't imagine that you would see anybody get tipsy as a
1: result. Right. Maybe of, not. Of Washington's brew. No. Yeah. You don't think so. I think George Washington's beer was impossible of making people drunk. Just because it was George Washington. Like, he has to remain clean in our eyes. Right. Yeah.
0: So the tradition continues with his rotundity. Uh Uh-huh. He lived to be about, well, 90 years old. And not a whole lot of people live to be 90 years old today. Right. Much less back in the late 1700s, early 1800s. But his rotundity did live to be almost 90. And they said that he started each morning with a glass of hard cider, uh-huh.
1: which I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I know. He was so, he's so uptight, it feels like, when you read about him. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: can imagine what it would be like if he didn't start the day with a hard cider.
1: I, I kind of... Yeah, wow. For real. I, I kind of wish that he actually made the hard cider instead of just drinking it. I think that would be a, a more interesting story. Like You could imagine his furrowed brow, and he's you know climbing out of the bedroom, and... Don't bother me, Abigail. And, you know, <laughs> he goes out and, and throws some apples in the press. And, but, no, he just drank it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm envisioning
0: his rotundity wearing a smoking jacket for some reason, but there's not a drinking jacket. Every jacket you
1: wear can potentially be a drinking jacket.
0: There you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. So then he would have a porter and a Madeira the rest of the day. Uh-huh. That was kind of the thing. He did that was his recipe for success and longevity
1: you know who else thomas jefferson he had a lot of recipes for success he did a lot of strange things that you kind of wouldn't have expected for him to do yep. uh but he you know did the whole declaration of independence thing he was a president he was a, a foreign diplomat but he loved wine and oh my goodness his time in france probably really enhanced that for him as well but he also liked beer, and he actually wrote to Joseph Miller, and uh, actually, Joseph Miller wanted to be a citizen, and he was like, yeah, I guess, if you make us some beer. Okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe he didn't really say that, but he was like, yeah, Joseph Miller, if you want to come over here, and we'd love to uh, have you establish a brewery, we think that would be awesome, and uh, we really think that this could be even bigger than whiskey someday, um. Because whiskey kills people.
0: <laughs> yeah, like one-third of our citizens, and it ruins families. So don't drink whiskey, ladies and gentlemen. Drink beer. According to
1: Thomas Jefferson. I was actually at Monticello recently, and I know I haven't qu- quit talking about this since, but they have um, you know, some of the recreations of what rooms were used for and stuff like that. And there was a room where they would store beer, and there was a room where they stored wine, and I imagine a room where they stored hard, hard liquors. Uh, but you have to... I don't, I don't know where, but they had to brew it somewhere. Yeah. They had to make the wine somewhere, unless he bought all of it, which I kind of doubt. Yeah. He was known for bringing a lot of
0: alcohol back from France, too. I mean, like, he collected the stuff. Yeah. So, but beer right here, and the good old colonial states, or whatever you called it, British North America. Sounds good. Sure. Yeah. So, anyway, I... in. Ben, I forgot to mention, I've been in Canada all week. so oh, is that why that, I hear that eh? accent? Yes. Yeah. So please excuse me for that. Um, now, there is this rumor going around about our fourth president, Mr. James Madison, that he actually had requested that there should be a cabinet position beca- that was called the Secretary of Beer. Wouldn't that be nice if it were true? That would be hilarious, I think. (laughs) But that's not true. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you Google Secretary of Beer, you're going to find a lot of information that isn't true. So, don't believe it. However, Madison, way back when, when he was serving in the U.S. House of Representatives, proposed the Tariff Act of 1789. And that bill was to designate a tax and regulate goods, including alcoholic beverages. So he really thought that this would be a great way to bring income into the new United States of America. So he wanted to essentially give props to domestic beer sellers. Yeah. And uh, thanks, James, because, well... That helps you to this very day,
1: Ben. Except for folks like me, he started this cycle of taxing beer and it just never slowed down.
0: Yeah. Tell me about that a little bit because from what I understand, the federal government has quite the role Uh in beer production.
1: So for every barrel of beer that we or anyone makes, we have to give them a certain dollar amount. Now, we have to give them that amount, whether we sell that beer, whether we throw that beer down the toilet or the drain, more like it, or whatever. So the government doesn't do anything. The, the consumer doesn't even have to buy it. But if it's made, we have to pay them a portion. Oh, really? Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, the beer that you're drinking is somehow is under the thumb. It's under the thumb. It's been oh, taxed at least once. Of the United States government. And most states will tax it, too. So we not only pay the feds, we also pay the states. So private eyes are watching you drink your beer. That's right.
0: Right now. So do we have James Madison to blame for that? We, I don't know about directly, but he certainly didn't help things along. Because every law has its consequences. That's we'll right. get into that in the next episode, yes. actually. yes. But anyway, um, our next president that we wanted to mention, um, this made us... Quite depressed and sad when we talked about Franklin Pierce. Yeah. When we talked about his wife, well, he died of cirrhosis of the liver.
1: Yeah, he did. And, you know, this is, no one wishes this kind of a death on anyone, but uh, he certainly didn't help the cause. He drank plenty of beer as to, you know, bring that upon himself. Yes. So uh, I imagine that's, I, I understand that's a very painful. Wade's to suffer. Yes. Uh, and certainly it couldn't have been any better for him. But, yeah, so drink, drink your beer, but don't drink so much that it kills you. Right. Yeah. The purpose of drinking beer is to enjoy
0: it, enjoy the flavor, enjoy, enjoy the good way it makes you feel, but don't, don't go past that point of tipsy. Right. Speaking of which, you know, George Washington, back to him. Uh-huh. Seems like we talk about him a lot we do. around here.
1: Somebody asked me this morning on a podcast, uh, another podcast as part of the festival, hey, who's your favorite president? And I said, probably George Washington. You know, we talk about his faults and we talk about his good things. But like, how do you go wrong with that answer? Right.
0: (laughs) And, you know, George Washington, he actually named his dogs like Tipsy and Flipsy. I don't know what else, but um, yeah, certainly a part of our history. Well, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about Prohibition. And I think a lot comes out of this era where you had the tragic death of uh, the ex-president, Franklin Pierce, his demise. But then alcohol became a little bit of a controversial topic. And some presidents drank it out in public. Others kept it a secret. But it all led to the 19-teens and the prohibition of alcohol sales in the United States,
1: yeah. So I mean, we have other presidents. I mean, Chester Arthur he drank beer because of the stigma, along with uh, along with other types of alcohol. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. That no, was uh, James Garfield. We have Chester Arthur though, who um, after he was assassinated, the temperance movement really pushes things uh, on on to Arthur, and uh, he's basically like, "Hey, you can't tell me what to do." I'm going to do what I want to do inside my own closed doors. And so, yeah, like Jason said, we start seeing that kind of uh, temperance movement happening and the prohibition happening. And so Franklin Roosevelt is actually the one that overturns some of the acts that would have restricted beer. And uh, thank you, President Roosevelt. Mr. FDR himself uh, did a lot of weird things, did a lot of controversial things. But, hey, you brought back beer. Right. And um, you know, there's other anecdotes
0: throughout the 20th century of uh, presidents enjoying their beer. Kennedy uh, enjoyed his Heineken, which back then Heineken was a little bit more of an exclusive beverage of choice. And this one really surprised me, Ben, that uh, President Carter, Jimmy Carter, he's the one who uh, really made it possible for homebrew yeah. to make a big comeback in 1978. He signed a bill that launched the homebrewing
1: movement. And then just about 20 years later, 30 years later, uh, Barack Obama became the president. And he was like, you know what? I want to have beer in the White House. And there are a lot of presidents who have made beer. But Barack Obama was like, let's actually brew it here in the White House. And I've never tasted that beer, but, you know, it's White House beer. it's, It's either really good or really bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, interestingly enough, I think they used some of the honey from the
1: hives. That wouldn't surprise me.
0: That are right there on the White House property. I have no idea what that's like now because our current president, Donald Trump, is a teetotaler.
1: Yeah. Come on, Donald Trump. Have a beer. Yeah. You know, I don't care who the president is. I don't, it could be the, the best. You know, I could totally agree or I could totally disagree. If the president ever asked me to have a beer, I'm having a beer with the president. Why not? That's right.
0: Hey, if you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can do so. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Election College. Of course, we were doing the happy dance a few days ago, Ben.
1: New reviews.
0: Love it, love it, love it. So thank you for all of you who have taken the time. I think it's like 87 seconds this week because it. It's going to be a three-sentence review that you're going to leave. Right. Thank you. But 87 seconds, you can hop on iTunes, give us a rating and review, and it helps us get in front of more awesome people just like you. We will
1: talk to you next time. Thanks.